Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 487, October 28th, 2020. 75 degrees was the high on this day in 1948, and I will note parenthetically that the late 40s and early 50s had some glorious warm autumns. 17 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1905 and 1925. Apples. And now, from the boathouse (laughs) on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I'm getting word from our correspondent, Mike Zipko, that President Trump will hold a campaign rally in Rochester this Friday evening. That'll, wow. be his fourth, that'll be his fourth Minnesota rally since August. The others were Mankato, Bemidji, and Duluth. So he's sprinting across the country, and uh, Rochester, you get him Friday night in, I don't know where, maybe at the airport. But uh, Trumper, the Trumper will be in town on Friday. Uh, we're going to be joined by Lacey Johnson, who is... Uh, you can call him anytime you want, Chris. Calling him right now. Lacey is running against Ilhan Omar in the 5th Congressional District. There was a piece as recently as this morning on the Drudge Report, a Reuters piece, saying that none of the challengers to the squad, that would be Ilhan Omar, uh, Aniana, Ana, Ana, whatever her name is, Presley, Rashid Tlaib, and, and uh, Alexandria Occasional Cortex, none of them face serious prospects of defeat. So uh, Lacey has been has been to miss. Hello, Lacey. Hello, is this Joe? This is Joe. Oh, hi, Joe. How you doing? Well, rooting for you, man. Rooting, rooting, rooting. I can feel it, Joe. I can feel it coming through the cell phone here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you bring such a different voice. Uh, you would bring such a different voice to Congress than the so-called squad. There was a piece about the so-called squad today, a Reuters piece, uh, Ilhan Omar, occasional Alexandria, uh, Rashid Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley. And they said in the Reuters piece that none of the squad members face a significant uh, likelihood of defeat. I, I would like you to counter that. Well, I think Ms. Omar uh, faced a significant likelihood of defeat. Uh, but I can understand people on the outside looking in and the history of uh, uh, Minnesota Congressional District 5 and the numbers and things like that. But, you know, uh, I say all the time uh, the Titanic was supposedly unsinkable and it mm-hmm. sunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, David was not supposed to be able to defeat Goliath and it happened. So we've been doing putting all our work in. We've, we have faith. Uh, we have confidence. We've been getting a lot of good feedback from the public. And so we feel pretty good about our chances. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm an athlete also. I just want the people out there to know that I'm tenacious. we got to get her out of there, and I'm dedicated to getting her out of there. Do you think the people of your district are grasping your message? Do you sense that it's getting through to them? Oh, yes. Uh, they're grasping my message. Uh, just as importantly, they're grasping all of her bad messages. Uh, and uh, I think they know the difference between a person like me who served this community for over 40 years, 
I think they know my reputation, and I think they can see I'm a decent, honest person of character. Uh, I'm a family man. I'm a godly man, and I think that makes a difference between uh, uh, she and I as far as the trust that uh, the public and the voters of this district have. And so I feel pretty good about that. And, 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 you know, to be honest with you, I feel pretty good about myself and why I'm in this race, uh, that I'm in it for the people. I'm not in it for myself. I'm not in it for anything personal. Uh, and so I, I, I just feel good all the way around about uh, what we're doing and the, the feedback I'm getting from uh, voters. Will Will you be able to confront her personally before Tuesday? Do you have anything scheduled where the two of you would be together? Well, I've been trying to smoke her out, and uh, she's been hiding. Uh, we had a couple, yeah, she's, been, she's been hiding. Uh, she's doing these easy photo op type things where she's showing up, I guess, for 15 minutes and taking pictures. But I, I've had uh, several people reach out to her, a radio station, a newspaper. Where we went through a couple of uh, TV stations to try to uh, set up something for her. And I know my staff been working very hard to get her to do some things. And actually, I would I wanted them to have an even more uh, aggressive campaign of getting her uh, to debate me. But you know, I mean, she's wise not to do it because uh, she'll be exposed for the uh, nonsense uh, type of policies that she, she's proposing for this district and for the country. What kind of schedule do you have remaining prior to election day? Woo! <laughs> I'm on your show today. I got some Latino radio appearances. I got some neighborhood meetings set up, uh, some other radio appearances, and there might be some high-value uh, 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 candidates coming into town, and them I might have to. They might want me at those appearances too. So I'm just really booked. I've uh, got some door knocking appearances, things on the event. So. I'm going to be very busy between now and Election Day, and uh, uh, that's the way I would like to have it. We want to leave everything out on the court, uh, as the old saying goes. Are you enjoying this? Uh, I'm enjoying it, yes. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy work, and I'm from a, a background where people enjoy working and getting things done. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, the feedback I'm getting from the voters that I'm meeting in, meeting. And a lot of them is just by chance that's coming up to me and asking me my name and letting me know they voted for me, uh, let me know how excited they are about my candidacy, and let me know the importance of getting the current representative out of there and uh, let me know the importance of the future of this country, the future of this district, and most importantly, the future of their families. And that uh, they're putting a lot of hope in me for that, and I'm working hard so I don't let them down. Well, what, one fact alone distinguishes you, and that's you, you, four children. Is that correct? I have two children. Two children. I'm and, sorry, two children. And, and a grandchild, though. Don't forget the grandchild. Wow. Little Aiden. <laughs> yeah, but all all raised in North Minneapolis over the last forty years. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, uh, yeah. They they were raised here, graduated from high school, went on to colleges. Uh, now they're pursuing their careers as business people in music and. And one of them is out in Hollywood trying to make a name for himself in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. So I've been blessed. Me and my wife, Betty, we've been blessed. Uh, you know. Well, you obviously present a view of America that's appealing to people in Garage Logic. You don't dislike the country. I have a feeling that Omar dislikes the country. Yeah, I have never, I've always uh, understood and appreciated the opportunities 
uh, that this country had to offer, uh, even with an imperfect history and everything. We don't expect for. And I've always had I had appreciation for the ideals of this country and, and the founding of this country and, and, and what it was founded on. And I was blessed to live through the civil rights movement and, and watch someone like a Dr. Martin Luther King uh, have confidence and, and nudge America along the path of living up to its appeal. And But we never rejected what it stood for. And we look at I look at myself just as King did. We're here to come together with everybody and help America be everything it can be. Or as uh, President Reagan once said, uh, keep America being the shining city on the hill. So, I, I, and, and and by the way, you know, as soon as I traveled, took my first trip outside of this country, uh, down in the, uh, uh, the Caribbean, I, I appreciated it. Even when I went to Europe and other places and other countries, you really appreciate this country and what it has to offer. And, you know, God has blessed me to have those things to prepare me to take advantage of the opportunities here as far as family, as far as faith, as far as uh, uh, competition in the free enterprise business, and as far as uh, education-wise. So I've been, I, I've been very blessed, and I feel I owe something back to this country. And, and, and I guess really, Joe, when it gets down to it, I just meet a lot of great people in this country with the best intentions and everything. And I think I, I love the fact that we got all this diversity here, and I've enjoyed it. And once again, the opportunities to be whoever you want to be. And, and I like the idea that it's based upon you and your own efforts and your own sacrifice and your own discipline. It is not based upon some type of caste system or some type of system or royalty or anything else. So I like that about the, this country. And that's why it's so important uh, that people like me get out here and fight for that and fight for the future of this country and reject anyone who's talking about America needs changes. America might need improvement mm-hmm. like we always do. As people, in any situation, we can always find room for improvement. But the basic foundation of America and what it was founded on and the opportunities that it's offered and the basic fairness that it offers, uh, I don't think we need to mess with anything. We just need to work, keep working hard uh, together as Americans to make it even greater. So that's, that's just my attitude. We hear the same. We hear the same wonderful words from Kendall Claus. Uh, Kendall Qualls. It would be a. It would really be a blessing for this state to see the both of you triumph. It would just be a blessing for this state. Oh yeah, and, and it can happen, you know. And I, I tell everybody, you know, when you look around at what's going on and what people are getting away with, when you look around with some of the things that the media is, is in cahoots with some of these bad people to, to fool the American people, uh, it's easy. Uh, to sometimes to, to lose a little hope. But once again, uh, you mentioned blessings. We understand that when it's all said and done, God is still in control. And we're here trying to fight on the side of God to help sure, make sure that we do our part and keeping things uh, uh, good and not taking the wrong path towards a lot of these bad ideas and, and to be honest with the evil ideas that some of these people have. Boy, you got that right. I, I just, I just, I just can't imagine why this does not resonate throughout the fifth congressional district. And like you said, maybe it is, and we'll all be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised on election day. Well, I'm, I'm out here to shock the world come November fourth, and right. uh, with God blessing, we're going to shock the world. 
and, and send her packing like she should be, and maybe she could take <laughs> her and her husband and take that campaign money and retire to Florida somewhere <laughs> in the condominium. Oh. Hey, hey, Lacey, everything, everything that you just said uh, uh, about the country rings so true with me that we we don't need to start over we're on the right track we just need to make some changes some tweaks and believe it or not i've been talking to a lot of liberals that have basically been ousted by their party because of this notion that the country is a bad place and we need to start over so your message is actually ringing true and resounding with a lot of liberal folks and I just want to encourage you, I know you have a really, really busy schedule, but the door-to-door thing, especially in the South Side, and especially in the third precinct on the South Side, mm-hmm. boy, uh, that could really, really help your campaign, uh, your campaign, because what you're saying, everybody on the South Side, and especially in the, um, in the third uh, uh, precinct there, oh, they, oh, you're talking to us, my man. Uh, mm-hmm. That rings so true, so true. Well, I, I ran into the gentleman in the North Loop last night. And like I said, I ran into a lot of people. And he's like, are you Lacey Johnson? And I'm like, yes. He said, I want you to know I voted for you. I'm a member of the Neighborhood Association, and we are rooting for you. And I just asked one of my staff this morning about our canvassing in South Minneapolis. Uh, because one of the challenges we have, Joe, is a lot of people are not used to uh, a candidate like me, with the uh, in a, a Republican candidate like me, with roots in the inner city, with a lot of respect and support in the inner city, with a reputation in the inner city, and so they tend to write off uh, yes. normal uh, uh, places that Republicans uh, wouldn't go. But yes. once, and I, that's been a fight for me. Now, you know, I mean, you can't you can't use the normal RNC app to decide what doors to knock on when you're dealing with me. You got to knock on all of them. Right, yep, give, right. Give, give me an opportunity. So I've, I, I've been fighting that struggle a little bit among the uh, uh, polit- political consultant that knows, and they've been doing this for the past however many years. But I'm a unique candidate, and I'm not saying that to brag, but I am. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I can sit down one day uh, in a meeting across the desk from a, a billionaire, the next day I could be meeting with former gang leaders who all endorse me enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. And, the break, no. and everybody in between. And, 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 and so uh, I get to get them to really appreciate that and to get all the number of people. And there are some people who are long-term Democratic, hardcore Democrat uh, supporters who's really up in the uh, Democrat, in cahoots with the high levels of the Democratic Party, who will come to me in private and said, I just want you to know I voted for you. And these are hardcore people. And so uh, we'll make an inroad, and I'm going to talk to them about, specifically about the uh, third precinct, because I know there are votes out there for us to get that are not yes. traditionally Republican votes. But the great thing about this, too, is that uh, I've created a model, and with the connections I have in the community and all these communities, uh, we, can, we can take this across the country and help expand the base of the Republican Party everywhere. I mean, I got, and, uh, and you know, a lot of people don't like it. I mean, whether it's Somali, Latino, Hmong, uh, uh, just across the board. Uh, I got support from people. Uh, East Indian, I'm going door knocking with them. Uh, plan on this weekend. Some uh, Asian Indian, I, I mean, uh, going door knocking with them. They're enthusiastically. So I'm, uh, I, I got roots and connection in all these type of communities, which is unlike uh, just about any other Republicans we've ever seen before. And well, and, and my goal is to uh, uh, wake people up 
and get them from, un, uh, well, to be honest with you, I say off the Democrat plant, plantation, uh, and, and get them to think for themselves and really figure things out. Because a lot of it is just people have not figured out this whole media propaganda game, uh, game and how they are in cahoots with the Democrats to fool a lot of us into giving them our votes and not doing anything for us. Mr. Johnson, I've just changed my tune. Screw the 5th con- Congressional District. Will you please run for governor? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, if you have the support I have in the metropolitan area with the support I have outstate out Minnesota, that might be a viable, a viable option. But we plan on winning this one nice. and, and, and then helping someone else take Governor Walsh out because he needs to go also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll do, Lacey, on either November 4th, 5th, or 6th next week, we'll talk to you about your victory. Okay, thank you, sir. I'm looking forward yes. to that conversation. Yes. All right, Lacey, best of luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Lacey Johnson oh. raised a family in North Minneapolis, lived there for 40 years. You give him an address in North Minneapolis, he'd know exactly where it was. You give that same yeah. address to Ilhan Omar, she wouldn't know if she was on foot or horseback. Yeah. Uh, I hate just, to use uh, the word, but it really it, it it rings with me right now. It's that was very very uplifting. Mm-hmm. Oh, he really makes a guy. He makes us feel good. Kenny, so was, does Kendall. It was so hope. does Kendall. It was hope. That's yes. exactly what it was. That's what it's like to feel hope. I which like. Talking, I haven't felt in a long time oh. in Minneapolis. I like talking to people who like the United States. Yes. And yep. here's two black guys who came up the hard way, came out the other side. They realized they probably couldn't have done it anywhere else. And Lacey, even to the point where he says, it's time for me to pay back. Same with Kendall. It's just amazing. Here, here. The, the, opportu- the, the opportunities the voter have in the 5th Congressional District to turn their own lives around is amazing. Because you've had nothing but 50 years of the same BS year after year after year, and you are getting nowhere. And you hear that, Marcus Hunter, the fellow who wrote the uh, editorial in the Star Tribune? Remember, he yep, was. Yep. He, he, uh, we felt for the young man. He was troubled, and, and I said, Marcus, uh, I hope I have his first name correct. Yes, I think you, it was yes, Marcus. You yes, you do. Marcus, you got a guy. You got a guy to vote for that mm-hmm. can help turn your life around. Because he's going to tell you, Marcus, you're going to turn your own life around. You're not going to wait for some liberal Democrat to do it for you. You are in control of your own existence. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to believe it or not, you have that choice. When do you want my uh, Blake Snell tirade? I would like it uh, whenever you'd like to to provide it, sir. Last night was Game 6 of the World Series. (laughs) And Tampa has their ace on the mound, Blake Snell. By the way, uh, we have been inundated with emails regarding this very topic, which is rare in GL. But go ahead. Yeah, because we're not a sports show. No. But I can make this, I can link this to what's happening in culture. Oh. I can link this to what's happening in the United States. Blake Snell, uh, uh, at the time he was pulled after five and a third, I think he had how many strikeouts? 70. Oh. Oh. I th- was it 10? Was it 11? I can't remember. Yeah, you know what? I'll pull it 10 up. 10 or 11. I will pull it up. 70-some pitches, if I remember right. And then in the sixth, the, uh, I think it's the bottom of the sixth, he gives up a hit. And so he gets yanked. He had thrown 73 pitches. He gave up a hit. Big deal. Tampa's still up one to nothing. And so uh, his, his uh, manager is named Cash, is it, Reavers? Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash. He pulls him. 
even though the next three batters coming up are three people who Snell has already struck out twice each, including Mookie Betts. Yes. So now Mookie comes up. He gets a hit off the reliever whose name escapes me. Uh, Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, kid from here, by the way. Okay, my point is what you saw there is the the belief that analytics is now controlling the game. Here we go. Sorry. Uh, he w- went five and one-third. Right. Nine strikeouts. Nine. 73 pitches. Right. How many hits did he given up? Uh, two. Two hits. Okay. Analytics tells the Tampa Bay Brain Trust, because they've got a room full of 25-year-olds on their laptops. Mm-hmm. And the and what analytics uh, does is say, well, after 73 pitches, he's lost two miles an hour on his curveball. His sinker just begins to not sink as much. So, boom, they pull him. Here's what analytics Here's the fault of analytics. Analytics can provide a long view of tendencies, Mm -hmm. but analytics does not take into consideration the current moment. And the current moment was what got ignored last night because the current moment was a young fellow at the top of his game, in a groove, adrenaline pumping, World Series, Game 6. He knows he wants to carry his team to victory to get to a Game 7. Analytics doesn't cover that. That's the problem with analytics. You can have all the Harvard MBAs you want sitting in your in your suites with their laptops, crunching these numbers. They could have broken the German code in World War II. They got it down <laughs> to a bleeping science. But, but it's a lim- what it eliminates is the human spirit. Absolutely. It just takes the human spirit out of the game, and uh, it's a crying shame that that guy that Snell was not allowed to continue. Right, and the laziest argument because I went absolutely berserk last night when this happened, and the laziest comeback to this argument is, "Well, you need to score more than one run to win a game." No, you don't. Guess what? I recall a game 29 years ago where one run was good enough to win a game in a World Series. I remember earlier this year, who was the Twins? Uh, who was the Twins pitcher flirting with a no hitter? Oh, uh, um, um, Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda, and I was wondering, but they allowed him to go back out. They did, yes. Yeah. But but here's the problem with analytics. I don't know who you think you're appealing to. Baseball. Uh, every team's doing this now. Tampa, in fact, has been. The innovator. Tampa is that to their credit, analytics has helped them get the most out of a low payroll. Analytics is what got Tampa Bay to the World Series, which I mean, none of us are saying it needs to be ignored. Far from it. But it can't be the controlling piece of what you decide to do in a game because you become paralyzed. Not only that, you allow it to take out of your consideration. The spirit of the moment. And the spirit of the moment clearly was in Snell's favor. Clearly. Yes. There was not one indication whatsoever that he was faltering. So he gave up a hit. Big deal. That's baseball. Mm-hmm. And and so if baseball wants to go the, this way, what they're going to do is offer the, the consumer a game that's nothing more than a, than a, than a, a hothouse-grown laboratory experiment. Mm-hmm. And I personally don't find that interesting. You watch sports for the human spirit. For the you, moment, yes. You watch sports for the moment when weird things happen. You watch sports for the moment when a guy triumphs over the analytics. You watch sports for the surprise ending. You watch sports for 
a myriad of reasons that have nothing to do with because your computer program tells you that after 73 pitches, he is likely to be a mile an hour off on a curveball or a fastball and three times through the order. I think Tampa has a rule that no pitcher can go three times through the order. Yep. Well, that's obscene. And that's exactly why Rocco pulled our guy against the Astros because he came from that organization and applies that same philosophy, and it's absolute crap. It's fine if it's a Saturday night and you're playing the White Sox. That's in in the middle of June. Okay, I accept it there. Not in Game 6 of the World Series when your guy is absolutely freaking dealing and he's the only reason that you're in the game. Now let's link it to the larger scheme of American culture. We've had this talk many times about look at the way a social media is so analytical that they know every move you're going to make in your life, and you, in essence, become the customer that they sell to advertisers. This is happening in all facets of American life. This so uh, an analysis so thorough that you are reduced to a predictable entity, and what that takes out of your human condition is that because you're a human. Your entity is not always predictable, but you have reams and reams of people deeming that so and proving it by their so-called analytics, which is no different than an algorithm or anything else. So it can it can accommodate the long view. It can conduct it, it can analytics can accommodate the long trajectory of probable success of a second baseman who plays for Houston, but it can't tell me what that second baseman who plays for Houston will do in the heat of a moment of a World Series game. It just can't do it. And if baseball is going to continue to allow that, I don't know who they think they're appealing to. Well, And that's that's the biggest point about this, Joe. Your ratings have absolutely gone in the tank because people don't like watching this brand of baseball. The ki- the kids are not growing up saying they're not 13-year-old Chris Reavers watching the Twins in 91. There there aren't kids like that anymore because a the games take too long which we've gone on a number of tirades in that. But there's no moments where you go, "Wow, he's Blake Snell's dealing against, you know, David's beating Goliath in the World Series." Ah, no, nope, you got to go, kid. Mm-hmm. What what are you doing? That was your shot because you took out the human factor. Right. And you Is replaced this it. Is down? Yes. Is this happening oh, in yeah. the minors? Is oh, oh, yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. College. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I've told you before on length of the game, just the casual attitude is leaking down to the to the kids playing. Mm-hmm. I've told you, Pat and I have had a tirade all summer long about you're allowing these kids to spend too much time between half innings. Get the hell out there and throw. Let's go. And the one thing I've always thought about, you know, in my <coughs> illustrious baseball career is, don't do something that your opponent wants you to do. The mm-hmm. Dodgers wanted them to take him out of the game. The of Dodgers wanted of course, to come out of, of the course. game. And that's the exact reason why Cash should not have removed him from the game. And you know what? Had they left him in, could he have gotten through the whole game? Maybe, maybe not. And one run might have been good enough. But once you remove him... And they give up that run, the momentum swings completely to the other side of the diamond. You correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Tom Kelly even approached Jack Morris oh. going into the 10th inning. He did. And he, you did? Right. he did? He did. There's a famous line about yes. that. In oh, fact, oh, oh, Tom, I'm sorry. Tom has said it with Royce a number of times, but he walked up to Jack Morris and said, hey, I think we're going to go to the bullpen. Jack said, go bleep yourself. You're not taking me out of this bleeping game. 
TK responded with, well, it's just a game. <laughs> and walked away. Yeah. And walked yeah. away. But he but yeah. Kelly had the but Kelly had the common sense to realize that's exactly what he should have done. Absolutely. Oh yeah, but when a pitcher says yeah, exactly. When a pitcher responds like Jack did, you don't get in the way of that. And Come that's on. why this came up with Royce uh, a couple of weeks ago, but why I was such a fan of Dusty Baker, because Dusty is old school, the manager of the Houston Astros. And he was asked about, well, why'd you leave Granky in? He, and he looked, and he said, he got through it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And he says, I remember going to the mound when he was the manager of the Nationals, and he looked at Max Scherzer, and he said, because, you know, Max Scherzer has one brown eye and one blue eye, and he says, which eye do I need to look at? And Scherzer says, the, the bleeping blue one. And he goes, all right, go get him. Mm-hmm. And he walked off the mound. But that part is going away from the game, and it's just a crying shame. It's just a crying shame. It's the belief, and here's where, again, we link it to a larger dynamic. It's the belief that our behavior can be managed if only we have the right set of data to plug in. Oh, you're so right. It's a belief that our behavior can be managed, whether it's in politics, whether it's in the failed academy, whether it's in social media, whether it's in baseball. It's this this insidious belief that if only we can plug in the right data, we can get the outcome we want. That's not the way human condition works. And for cash to be blind... To the fact, let me let me start that over. Has Cash uh, acknowledged some uh, some sorrow in his decision? I believe his post game comments. I only heard a couple of them were uh, something to the effect of, you know, normally we don't allow him to even approach the third time through the order. We normally don't let our pitchers go the third time through the order. I stand by my decision. Something, okay, something to that effect. That might work on June tenth. Yep, exactly. Okay, what you failed to take into consideration was the moment. What was the moment? The sixth game of the World Series with your club needing a victory to go to Game Mm 7. That was the moment. To stay alive. This wasn't June 10th in Detroit when you might have had a reason to do it. Don't tell me that June 10th produces for the pitcher the same moment as Game 6 of a World Series. And not to mention the fact that it's not like you're saving him for tomorrow or, or the next start. This yeah, is you're it. saving him till March. This is it. This is, this is why you have a guy who, by the way, won the Cy Young Award, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you doing? This, this, this is the moment, and this is the reason you pay this guy. They extended it. This is, the, this is that moment he's been gearing up for his entire career. And you know what happened? I don't know about other fans. You know what happened to me when he pulled him? I completely lost interest in the game. Me too. Oh, you should. Were you on Twitter last night? Royce no. went nuts. I know. I should. And uh, he actually uh, called Jack Moore. <laughs> he called Jack. Uh, yeah, let me read some Royce here from last night, 14 hours ago. By the way, Jack the Moore- only guy that could call bleeping Jack Morris during yeah. a World Series game is Royce. <laughs> Jack Morris on the phone right now on 29th anniversary of his Game 7. Blake Snell was throwing better tonight than anyone I've ever seen in a World Series. These analytic guys we have now think numbers are more important than having an ace oh. at his best on the hill. Uh, more Morris, Royce asked, you wouldn't let TK hook you after 9 in the dugout. What if a manager came to the mound to hook you mid-inning as Cash did Snell? Jack said, I don't know what would have happened, uh, but it wouldn't have been good. It might have been really bad. And then more, 
And then more Jack. Uh, Roycey signs off by saying, thank you, Hall of Famer. Jack responds, no problem. You're about the sixth reporter in five minutes to call me, starting when Cash jumped out of the dugout. We keep seeing it, but taking out a guy who had already struck out Mookie twice, this was unbelievable for mm-hmm. me. And those are mm-hmm. the words of Jack Morris through Ricey last night. Oh. Well, what Jack, what Jack was saying in his own words is, the analytics cannot take into account the presence of the moment. Yeah. It can't. It just can't. And we're seeing it now, to continue my link to a larger dynamic, you're seeing it in many aspects of American life. If only we can plug in the right data, we'll know everything, and we can manage behavior. And in 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 the absence of being able to plug in the right data, what you get in the failed academy is, we don't have all the data, but we're going to arbitrarily and whimsically create equal outcomes. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. That is an excellent. That's an excellent link, Such. Uh, you're on. It, we're seeing it. We're wow. seeing it across yep. the spectrum of society, yep. and we and we and because because society throws things in our 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 lives that that weary us, like politics and the failed academy and social media, we turn to to a thing like the world series to see the human condition prevail and not your set of data yep. oh and it just failed miserably last night it was just the minute he did it i said hell with it i don't care now and so like, so we should we ahead, should Kate. have roycey on the line but i do have a question for the both of you is there going to be significant pushback now from the fans and will this change will that pushback change anything about the game I really doubt it, to tell you the truth. Uh, Kenny, you know what, though? What, what Joe said earlier? Here, here's where the pushback will, will, will happen. Uh, people won't watch. Look, look at the numbers. The ratings have been the worst they have ever been for a World Series. And they're, they're going up against nothing. There's nothing else happening. But there isn't any Chris, NBA. There isn't any hockey. They're going up against nothing right now. If you were hanging on every word that Roycey said last night, like I'm sure you were and I was, he got pushback. I mean, Roycey predicted it. He's, when Cash came out, Roycey said he deserves to lose. And, of mm-hmm. course, he did. Mm-hmm. But a whole bunch of youngsters responded pushing back against, yep. you know, the old school guys. And it's it's a, it's a the laziest take ever. Oh, just an old guy saying back in my day. No, no, you're wrong. Hey, I don't consider myself an old guy. I'm in my early 40s. But I... I don't like the way that the game is heading right now because, again, look at the numbers. People are not watching right now. The World Series probably got, you know, uh, got outdone by Dancing with the Stars because people don't care and, and, and the people like me don't like the modern game. Well, my reaction to it was what I just told you in my tirade. My reaction to it was I don't want to see data trump this current situation and that's what you allowed to happen yep. and that to me was a complete failure of the game now when i say and i'm an old guy when i say you're not going to get bob gibson out of the game you're not going to get don drysdale and sandy koufax out of the game you're not going to get whitey ford out of the game jack i'm morris. not saying <laughs> you're not going to get jack morris out of the game i'm not saying that because i'm an old guy i'm saying that because data had yet to intrude on the natural spirit of the human condition and those managers knew that those guys had heart they had soul they had balls yep. so did snell yeah, that's what exactly. you took away from him. Yeah, that's what you. And now, 
That's what you like fail to believe. Yeah, he's a dog that's been kicked too much now. Now he knows the first hit he allows, he's going to get pulled. So he's going to stop trying after. And he was pitches. disappointed. He was he was really po'd. Snell was as, right, and as he should have been. Yeah, I wish he would have been po'd enough to have won the Be- argument. Because in the in in the midst of this analytically driven game we have created by these nerds that want four and a half hour nine inning games, what is it going to take for a guy to keep? Is he going to have to have a perfect game? through seven mm-hmm. is that what it's going to take because i'm going to tell you right now that's never going to happen even though jack pitched a great game i think he gave up seven hits in that game to the braves here's let me let me offer one more thing and then let's get back to gl sure. although this has been pretty gl to tell you the truth absolutely it has been the los angeles kings uh have the nhl team yep. they have already uh, established that you can participate at your seat in instantaneous analysis of statistics uh, via various social means. You, if I'm not mistaken, there are some seats what? where you are provided a laptop. No. And, and, yes, and as the game continues, uh, you'd have to verify this. I could be wrong, but I read this in the Wall Street Journal maybe two years ago. But what it, what they're doing is they're accommodating the current uh breed of fan who has no attention span so they're providing the ticket buyer a means to accommodate his lack of attention wow amazing oh that i can't imagine why that wouldn't come to the nba or the nfl or i mean the nfl fans could have a field day with that wow oh that's amazing that was a terribly disappointing. That was a World Series with an asterisk to begin with. Sure. Now, now for me, it's a it's a non-factor. It's just I saw the beginning of the end right there. That's just. Are there any managers in the game right now, Chris and Joe, that are pushing back against that? Dusty uh, Baker. That's why certainly I, ain't Rocco. That's that's why I be, that's why I became a fan of Dusty Baker, Kenny, because he he is an old school. He played what Joe in the seventies, right, for the mm-hmm. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He he is old school, and that's why I I didn't really care about him before. I'm now a fan of his because he obviously Houston's a very analytically driven team. They cheated, of course, too. But I'm now a fan of Dusty Baker because he's old school. Well, old school might even be the wrong term, uh, because all old school means in that context is that Dusty is going to consider the current situation. Yes. He's got all the analytics he wants, yes, but he has the the wherewithal to say, "Don't don't interrupt me right now with the analytics. I see what the kids doing. We're not pulling them." Even what would what would Guardy have done? Well, he quit his job in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Because of this very issue? No, no well, he no. cited health, he cited health reasons, but Guardy was also, uh, you know, a, a Dusty Baker type. But the thing is, Tom Kelly won two World Series, probably the most successful head coach manager in Minnesota sports history. He wouldn't fit in today's game by no. by, by today's standards. No, which is a shame. But Absolutely. his chill factor was off the charts. Kelly's was. Oh, he he was the king of chill. I think Royce brought it up. He had, was he 11? No, how many years? 14 years. He had four career rejections, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's chill. What were you going to say, Joe? Uh, that I'm going to tell you about uh, uh, <laughs> Rich writing that the boys and I at work have resumed our weekly Grunhofer's Brat <laughs> Challenge. 
Oh, we're done with a this? Ch- this ch- so interesting. We can return to it. Sure. Uh, a challenge uh, that we're in for a bit of trouble. Each week, we're choosing two different flavored brats. None can be repeated. Let's see, two flavors per week. We may get done by Christmas of 2021. We'll do our best. Meanwhile, in my humble household was the maiden voyage of the meatloaf warning. I can say there most definitely will be another meatloaf warning in the near future. <laughs> Gladly. Unlike Reavers, it takes our entire family to eat one meatloaf. Rich and Linda and Hastings, soon to be in South Dakota. They're talking about Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in downtown Hugo, right at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And Grunhofer's wants you to know that this Sunday, November 1st, is the last day to deliver full carcass deer processing. So uh, keep that in mind. If you're a bow hunter and you want your deer uh, processed at Grunhofer's, you can you have until Sunday, November 1st. And while you're there, you might as well load up on the tomahawk steaks and the thick-cut thick cut bacon and the Philly patties and the meatloaf and the brats and the salmon and the jerky and everything else that has made Grunhofer's such a must-stop experience for those of us in Gumption County. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61 in Hugo. Don't you just love the fall in Minnesota? This is the time of year that people are supposed to be done picking apples and making apple crisp and apple pie and caramelizing apples. All those delicious things to eat. In Minnesota, you can be picking apples one day and shoveling snow the next. So what do apples and insurance have in common? When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apples-to-apples comparison. The Canopy Group can't do that. Here's why. The Canopy Group believes clients deserve only the best insurance insurance coverage for the best price. That's why they only offer combined single limit coverage. It's the best. Most captive carriers only offer split limit coverage. This type of coverage leaves you open to gaps at claiming time. That doesn't sound good, does it? It's not good for you. The Canopy Group is often able to increase coverage from split limit to combined single limit and save clients money in the process. If you want an apples to apples comparison, be prepared. The Canopy Group's apples are much bigger and better than the competition. To make sure you're getting the best insurance, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I gotta tell you, if uh, if I was in Arlington last night and Blake Snell's walking off the mound, you know what I would have handed him, boys? Nice, Run out there and give him a bottle of something from Harmony Spirits. A nice barrel strength bottle of bourbon and said, Blake, this one's on me. And plug it into a shunt right in your arm. <laughs> Hit the show. Because you kid. just got robbed, kid. <laughs> you you really got did. robbed. Harmony Spirits are local, handcrafted spirits made right here in Harmony, Minnesota. And they are so thankful for the support of all of you GLers. And a lot of them. Boys were stopping by the tastings that they were having at Total Wine. There's one more planned, and that is for this Friday, October 30th, at the Minnetonka Total Wine and More from 3 to 6 p.m. Friday at 3, I might have to stick, swing by and mm. say hi to the fellas. Uh, but mm. here's what they would really, really, really like you to continue to keep doing. Go into your local liquor store and ask for Harmony Spirits by name. That is how they are continuing to grow their brand. Check out their website too, HarmonySpirits.net, and you can see the hours of that beautiful tasting room located right in downtown Harmony, Minnesota. Swing in, say hi to the fellas, and let them know that you heard about it right here in Garage Logic. 
Before we move on to Keith Ellison and his listing of 12 voter rights, which the Pioneer Press printed today, I, I, I just can't get this topic off my head. Do you know where else you've seen this? Uh, the the uh, the intrusion of data to manipulate outcomes, or the belief that it can manipulate outcomes. Are you going to go voting? Voting. The America's Cup races. That used to be a really charming race off Rhode Island, and you know a bunch of guys with steering wheels on their hats, and it was just <laughs> it was fantastic. And now, do you recall the last one in San Francisco? It was the catamarans. I mean, these boats are now being built in wind tunnels with slide rules and this and that and the other thing, and it's all data-driven. It has nothing to do anymore with the, with the human. All data-driven. Look what Bryson DeChambeau was trying to do to golf. The more data he can introduce prior to each shot, the more he thinks he can control an outcome. Now, maybe that's wise. Uh, he's having some success, obviously. He won the U.S. Open, but... but I guess I don't even know what point I'm trying to make is. No, you're making an excellent point, Joe, and not only there, but it's also in uh, uh, what they call restrictor plate tracks in NASCAR, the big, long, two-mile Daytona, Talladega tracks, Mm -hmm. where everything is all data and the driver comes in last as far as uh, making, you know, a huge... uh, uh, a huge impact on who wins. That's why I love short track racing because they're still out there banging and, and going elbow to elbow. The reason any culture, but most particularly American culture, fell so in love with sports is because there's a great difference between watching a, a moonshine driver named Junior Johnson trying to race around a stock car track than there is watching the current driver who is computer-driven. We fell in love with the Junior Johnsons of the world and the Mickey Mantles of the world and the Ernie Banks of the world and the Hank Aarons of the world and the Willie Mays of the world and the Bob Gibsons of the world. We didn't fall in love with automatons. We're damn near close to artificial intelligence here. The game 10 years from now might be a robot. I think we're there. Uh, I think we are there. Because there are computer analysts in NASCAR that are not even at the track mm-hmm. that are analyzing data as the race is happening, as the laps are being turned, and they're making decisions based on that data. Aware of concerns over potential, this is a piece by Dave Oreck in today's Pioneer Press, aware of concerns over potential voter harassment or intimidation or just confusion over the law, Attorney General Keith Ellison on Tuesday pushed out a multimedia message outlining 12 voter rights. Some of the items aren't so much rights as they are clarifications during an unprecedented election with misinformation and a pandemic swirling. While all the elements are grounded in state or federal law, several of those outlined by Ellison, a Democrat, directly respond to statements made by President Donald Trump, a Republican who has sought to sow confusion over some aspects of the process from mail-in voting to the peaceful transition of power should Trump lose. The messages from Ellison's office, which include a video, never mention Trump by name or either party, but the implication is clear. As Attorney General, I do not expect to have to enforce these laws, Ellison said, but I will not hesitate to enforce them to the fullest extent if necessary to protect Minnesotans' right to vote. Anyone who sees a violation of election law should report it to an election worker or call the Secretary of State's office, and he gives the number. He's setting up the laws here. Yeah. Now, here's the 12 things. Uh, Many of the rights are no-brainers based on the Voting Rights Act of 1965. 
No one may prevent you from voting or registering to vote. Well, no bleep, Keith. Why do I need to be told that? No one may force you to vote for or against someone. Again, no kidding. No one may interfere with you when you go to the vote. Go to vote. None of these things have ever happened to me. I suppose we'd have to say if I'm woke, but they could be happening to people of marginalized populations. B as in B, S as in S. Pick that scab. You know what he's doing? You know what he's doing here, right? Sid rule? No, the exact opposite. He's begging for this to happen. He's begging for this to happen. (laughs) He's also trying to convince anyone that may or may not choose to go out and vote next Tuesday because everyone knows who he's endorsing without endorsing her. He's saying, no, just get out there and just check that box for Ilhan. That's exactly what he's doing here. Well, no, more accurately, it would be publicly. Yeah. Uh, rule four, only voters are allowed within 100 feet of polling places with limited exceptions. So-called poll watchers are not allowed within 100 feet of polling places. Uh, earlier this month, uh, Trump called for an army of poll watchers to go into the polls and watch very carefully a statement that caused concern from voter advocates that would not be legal in Minnesota. Uh, challengers designated by political parties are allowed in polling places. However, they are subject to restrictions and may not harass or intimidate you or attempt to influence voting in any matter. Well, no kidding. Uh, who's, allowed, who's allowed inside a polling place? Evans, uh, Ellison's advisory quotes state law. Other than designated officials, people are, al- people are allowed in polling places only if they are voting or registering to vote, providing proof of residence for an individual who is registering to vote or assisting a disabled voter or a voter who is unable to read English. In other words, it can be legal for someone to assist a voter, including helping them fill out and actually cast a ballot. No one may harass or intimidate you more than 100 feet from a polling place. No one may interfere with you while you cast your ballot. Law enforcement may not interfere with your right to vote. The president may not order agents of the federal government to polling places. The president may not order military to polling places. Well, no kidding. Private armed forces are illegal in Minnesota and may not interfere with your right and may not interfere with your right to vote. This last one related to a bizarre bit of news that broke last week when a Tennessee security firm appeared to be soliciting armed guards to station themselves at Minnesota polling places. Ellison investigated and quickly determined the whole thing was essentially one guy speaking out of turn. There is no such plan. I wrote about that saying we don't need uh, ex-Navy uh, SEALs and Delta Force people to watch us vote. Uh, and they wanted to provide, you know, medics. I said, you know what, sprinkle a sidewalk with salt if there's ice, we'll be fine. The, the point is here, the point is Ellison is setting up the loss. It's a SID rule. He's setting up the loss mm-hmm. that, that in case his favorite opponents don't, don't lose, he's going to be able to find one of these things that were violated. It's just prepos- no, uh, No treasured American institution has been more ruined than voting. It just is ruined. It's just terrible. If you really want a secure elections, you vote in person and you prove who you are. Bing, bang, boom, end of the story. Mm-hmm. It got us this far. It got us 250 years or whatever. Go to the polling place, prove who you are, cash your vote, see you later. Go That's home not the way it works anymore. Go home and cry. Yeah. Go home and sob. <laughs> yeah. Call uh, elevated. Uh, the 12 rules of the polling place. Are you kidding me? I've never, 
I've never had that concern in my entire life. Oh, yeah, but you're a white guy. No, you know what? I've voted alongside black people all my life. They've never been intimidated either. Right. So I don't want to hear that B as in B, S as in S. We're just, uh, we, have, we have so tinkered with voting that it's unconscionable what has happened. And now votes are going to become late, and this, oh, I don't even want to go into it anymore. I've been, I've been saying this for, for a number of years that this treasured American institution uh, has been decimated. It's just been, it's been blown up. It, everything that wasn't broken got fixed. Yep. It's just a shame. It's just a shame. And don't forget the way analytics can play in politics right. to br- bring us all the way back to Blake Snell. <laughs> You've got a really interesting take on get out the vote, Uh, and you might be the only person I've ever heard that uh, actually vocalizes and says out loud what a lot of people have been thinking, Um, so much so that the the governor, Tim Walls, the the current governor, just released a video with him and the last four governors um, talking about getting out the vote on on uh, on twitter it, it's out right now chris i bet you could find it and trot up the volume let me see uh, kathy retweeted it oh she did but it's okay a, yeah it's oh. a governor tim walls uh it's you know a 10 second video why the interest in so many disinterested people yeah well we know why you've pinpointed it yeah we, but it, it's just ridiculous you think I'm there yet with you because I think that the message is hitting all sides, but you're right. It does seem to be coming up from the left mostly. Here we go. Minnesotans. 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 Hey. We've all had the privilege of serving as governor of this great state. Well, we may not agree on every issue. What? We all agree that this election is the most important election of our lifetime. Minnesotans are proud to have the highest voter turnout in the nation. And we expect this year to be no different. So make your voice heard and vote. Vote. Go vote. Our state is proud to have one of the safest and most secure election systems in the whole country. You can have faith that your vote will be counted. With so many of us voting by mail, it may take a little longer to verify a winner. And that's okay. It's by design. A delay just means our system is working and that we're counting every single ballot. There may not be a clear winner on election night. But no matter who wins, let's demonstrate the civility and decency that Minnesotans are known for. There is so much more that unites us rather than divides us. Let's show the country there's a better way. And they'll put their So never mind. Never mind what they look like, and and never mind how they sound. What what are your thoughts, Joe, on the message itself? Just the message. I'm well. First of all, I'm glad to hear from Dayton because no one has so thoroughly disappeared as Mark Dayton. So I'm glad well, he's, he's had some. Well, that's yeah, health related, health right? Yeah. He's up and around at yeah. least, huh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, what what's the message again? Yeah, these, yeah. these are four guys what appealing message? to people who aren't interested. All right. I don't know what more I can tell you. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I can't come up with a valid disagreement for you. You know, I, I don't can... know what obligation we have to engage the disinterested. That's their problem. You know, I, I know that it's a visual thing and we're doing a podcast, but Kenny, the first thing I thought of was when I saw Jesse with the long hair, I thought, 
No wonder you thought Pete Nigerian was Ventura when he filled in a cup when we were back on the radio. <laughs> I thought he was some homeless guy. <laughs> God, I you know, love Pete. We're never Pete's a great guy. Always. He took that well. That was great. Oh, you're talking about Pete. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were referring to Governor Ventura. No, I was no. Gonna say, we're never going to get him on if you keep taking swings. I, would, at him. I, I seriously would love to talk to him, and Rookie keeps letting me down. If anybody can get him, it's Rook. Yeah. I just it think it'd be, be fascinating to talk to him right hey, now. Hey, I didn't hear Joe, but why don't you tell him? Yeah. <laughs> that was always my favorite line. He was my number one favorite wrestler. Number one. Oh, my God. He had such a mouth on him. Oh, I, every time he came, I made the whole house shut up so I can listen to what the, the future governor was going to tell us. Mm-hmm. When he How got elected governor. <laughs> he's at his celebration in 99. Rookie's there. He seeks out rookie and he says you tell suture and Royce that i'm the winner yeah okay <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's oh, awesome i thought it was great i thought it was great but god i'd love to have him on to tell you the truth you mean 98 by the way 98 whatever 98 based, yeah. I, I think his uh i think his thoughts right now would be uh interesting very interesting yeah. it'd be fun to hear from yeah. him yeah well boys let me tell you uh, about the, the new life in urban Minneapolis. Okay. Susie was as prepared as anyone can be when she was surrounded by four teens, beaten, robbed, and carjacked. I had pepper spray in my purse, but I couldn't have gotten to it. I've taken a self-defense class this spring. It didn't do me any good, she said. I only wanted to get away, so I did whatever I could do to get away. Mm-hmm. It happened 3 p.m. last Friday at 50th Street and Chowan Avenue. Yeah. What? It doesn't get yeah. much better neighborhood than that, does it, in South yeah, Minneapolis? What, yeah, Southwest Minneapolis. That's yeah, the border of Minneapolis West? and Edina. I was just going to say yep. that's damn near Edina. Yep. Close to the Edina border, Susie Parks scheduled a work appointment on her cell phone then stepped out of her car. Out of what seemed like nowhere, four young men came at me quickly, pushed me to the ground, kicked me, and hit me, she said. They took her purse, cell phone, and her car, a black Audi Q5, which Minneapolis police say continues to be used to commit more crimes around the city. Robberies were up, are up 36% from last year. On September 22nd, the Minneapolis Police Department started specifically tracking carjackings. Since then, there have been 61. The suspects vary, often teens. Susie estimates the boys who attacked her were 15 or 16 years old. You mean they should have been in... School. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have teenagers, and the thought of them doing that to someone else, what these teenagers did to me, is horrific, she said. Physical injuries are healing, but Susie can't sleep with the mental wounds having a much bigger impact. For the first time, she said she doesn't feel safe in the city she loves. We need the Minneapolis City Council and Mayor Fry to lead us. We are a city in crisis, she said. They are not leading us. We need a fully staffed police force, a police force that can actively patrol streets and try to prevent crime from happening. And there you go, a woman who presumably is a considerable taxpayer. And she's beaten in broad daylight at 50th and Chowan at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Welcome to urban America. When those kids should have been in school. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, it's a crying shame because... uh, we have a city council that is not capable of handling this. Hey, Kenny, uh, remember earlier in the show after we talked to Lacey Johnson and we were both screaming about how we yeah. felt hope? Yeah, that's Just gone. thinking about that. Thanks, that's, Such. That's, Thank that's you. That's gone. That's gone. 
Well, that could that's... be your wife or your sister or God, I'd... stop it. That's don't you think I think that all the time? Yeah, well, what, what do you think I tell my uh, what do you think I tell Chris, the I yell. <laughs> What do you think I've been telling the two kids I used to have? I worry that they're not attentive enough to their surroundings. That's the key. That's the key right now to life in urban America. Be attentive to your surroundings. And it sounds like this gal you know, she might have been busy on her phone scheduling some sort of appointment, maybe didn't really look around at her surrounding before she got out of the car, and boom, she set upon. I'm married to a woman who is very inattentive in that in that same regard, and I have beaten it into her brain. You need to have your head on a swivel from the moment you leave work to the moment you get to your car. And mm-hmm. I, I think I've trained her well in that in that way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Oh. Don't be uh, responding to those folks coming up to you. Say, hey, you got the time? Uh, hey, could you uh, Can I have give a me lighter? directions? Yeah, yeah. Your directions are go to hell, and time for you to get out of. You know, yep. don't don't fall for any of that crap. Don't even respond. Just run. Which would be which would be my response if at the polling place I'm harassed. I know what I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I can't say it on the yeah. Hey Keith Ellison, podcast. I wonder if you have those same instructions for that woman that was just beaten. You know, don't mm-hmm. feel intimidated. Oh, it's happening uh, very frequently. Sixty-one carjackings in Minneapolis since September twenty-second. Joel, we had our seventieth homicide two days ago. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not even in November yet. Do you recall yesterday I was lamenting the fact that I cannot find John Evans, who used to call the show history professor at the U. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid and pushing back, said, back in the early 90s, I had John K. Evans for an ancient history class at the U of M. I can tell you that he was instrumental in guiding me to a love of history and how I believe it repeats itself. <clears throat> he has now since retired, so that may explain why you cannot reach him but he does have an office at the university. The number I last have for him is, then he provides me a number. Hopefully you can reach him, and thank you also for discovering Victor Davis Hansen. While I believe myself a deep thinker, I get my inspiration from men like him. So I have this number, and I will call this number. Nice. The number I called yesterday trying to reach John Evans uh, resulted in a very strange uh, uh, phone call. You got, hung up on. you got hung up on, right? Thought you were a crackpot. Yeah. Let's go to, uh, from Tim, let's visit the failed academy. You ready? Here we go. My daughter is a student at Luther College in Decorah, Iowa. She was in her class last night. So this is dated uh, yesterday. She was in her class last night, meaning 1026, scheduled for 6 to 9 p.m. When about halfway through, a student announced that Amy Coney Barrett had been confirmed in the Senate. Upon hearing this news, a large number of students began crying. The professor then promptly canceled class so that the students could all go and be safe. (laughs) Honest to God. Two takeaways. Number one, we are not instilling resilience in our children to the same degree that we have in earlier generations. And number two, the failed academy missed another opportunity. In this case, the professor missed an opportunity to teach the students that things don't always go our way and that the confirmation process went as defined. Instead, he took the easy way out and protected the students. Good luck. We needed Tim. Isn't that amazing? That, 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 that's, the, the academy is completely failed. It's completely failed. I don't care how big the school, I don't care how expensive the school, I don't care if it's Catholic, I don't care if it's Presbyterian, I don't care what it is. The academy is failed. Well, it's 
completely failed. Don't worry, Joe. I think President Harris will turn around the failed academy. Don't you? Come November fourth. Uh, the only thing she would probably want to do is relieve the incredible debt that people have amassed to attend these failures. Well, we can pay for that, can't we? We got uh, the extra oh, dough lying around. You know what? Why not? Come on. Why not? If you got any extra dough, I'd head right to EcoFund right now and get there ready for spring. <laughs> That's what I would do. Because there's a tremendous sale on right now. It's the year-end sale, best prices. And uh, I'm talking about EcoFund Motorsports, of course, in downtown Forest Lake. Step-through 24-inch and 26-inch Bintelli e-bikes ready to go. Fat tire Bintelli bikes, great for hunters and off-road riders all year long. They can add studded tires if you've got to be one of these showboats who, during a blizzard, has to drive across <laughs> Lake Superior. <laughs> All remaining wild side old school looking electric bikes on year end sale for fourteen ninety nine. All Yamaha electric bikes on year end sale for the lowest prices of the year. New twenty twenty one Yamaha snowmobiles and ATVs are now here and ready to take home to ride. Except there's a caveat. They've already sold out of the Yamaha ATVs, ah. and as of ten twenty three twenty twenty. Uh, down to three snowmobiles in stock. I, I'm telling you why this is. A, great people. B, great service. C, great prices. And a very accommodating shop. Great service department, clothing and apparel, helmets. But really, really quality recreational equipment. And uh, I, I don't care what the weather's doing. Uh, you might want to stock up now for the best prices. I can't imagine. I can't imagine you'll get a better price right now than you would next spring. And so you'll have it ready to go. You'll just have it ready to go. Plus the weather. The weather's warming. You might get another week of riding on your scooter or your electric bike. It's EcoFun Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 because GLers own 61 right in downtown Forest Lake. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. All right, it's that time in the broadcast. Let's go all the way over to Mumbai, India. What? <laughs> where it's entirely possible to order and receive a couple two, three pounds of coffee. <laughs> From the coffeegrounds.com. That's true. Located in Tom Lyman should get some good coffee over there. <laughs> yeah, boy. As you know, the Krabby Coffee Shop, it's open but closed to the public. Uh, however, Eric and Julie at the coffeegrounds.com, they're open, and they've been doing this since 96. By my math, that's 24 years. Uh, suit, you can check that for me, but I think it's 24 years. So the beans they roast, the best of the very best. They've been all over the Costa Rica, the Central America, going to farms, finding the best beans out there. They've had long-term relationships uh, with these suppliers, uh, actually, for, yeah, 24 years. That's a long darn time. Uh, a huge variety, light, medium, dark roast, including decafs. You got to check out the four different GL blends, too. GL blend, Spoon Lake blend, the delicious decaf Johnny Height guitar blend. But if you're a real, a real coffee aficionado, if you're really getting your ass kicked, if you love it every day, try out the Krabby Coffee Shop blend. It is high octane. The best part, like I said, it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. Uh, go to their website, thecoffeegrounds.com. You order a few pounds, they're coming right to your door anywhere at all. Uh, but 
Here's the deal, and this is awesome. If you're passing through the Eau Claire area, stop in. you got to stop in because not only do they have coffee, uh, but they have stogies, meat, cheese, whiskey, a craft brewery on site, and probably the best restaurant in Wisconsin. No, you know what? I'm going to amend that. The best restaurant in Wisconsin with all the homemade delights and better biscuits and gravy than what your uh, grandma ever made. The Coffee Grounds. If you're going to go to Eau Claire, just north of 94 on Southtown Drive, say hi to Eric and Julie. Tell them we at GL sent you and order it from thecoffeegrounds.com. Have it shipped to your front door right over. Where are you, Such? You're over there on Main Street, right? One, two, three, yeah. Main. Yeah, have it sent right to your door at Main Street. Mm-hmm. I've said I could do one of these maybe every day. I've done. I've allowed myself one. I know I have to do another one. The first one was... The people who have decorated their home to make it appear realistically that it was in on fire. Oh yeah, remember yeah. that okay. for Halloween. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And uh, people were calling the fire department. Well, now let's go to Dallas, Texas. Oh no, uh, this is uh, uh, local artist Stephen Novak finds himself comfortably at the horrifying end of the scale as his East Dallas neighborhood and the Dallas Police Department were surely a test. I've always been up to hijinks like flying ghosts or seven-foot-tall snow sculptures of myself, so if I was going to do Halloween, it was obvious that it should be hyper-real, Novak said. No lights, fog machines, or camps, something that would really freak people out by walking by in the dark. So I whipped up some dummies and slung 20 gallons of blood all over the sidewalk. (gasps) What? Novak's home holds a horror show. In his M Street yard, one dummy lies with his head pulverized, one lies with a scale where his or her head used to be, and a few more lie in bloodied trash bags fallen off a wheelbarrow. All the while, in the window of the house, a zombie horde attempts to break out. I'm most proud of the wheelbarrow tipped over by the street full of hefty bags looking like a failed attempt to dispose of the dismembered bodies in the middle of the night, Novak says. A kid walked by and asked me what happened. I said they ate too many Skittles. Novak hasn't lost his neighborly spirit. He keeps his overall leave-it-to-beaver demeanor even with the bloodshed. No, he needs to be in a mental institution. No, come on. I've seen the pictures. I would not let my kid near this moron's house. See, this is what I don't but get. I don't get this. this. I don't get it. Well, Joe, this is bad in April. This would be bad in June. Not, no good in February. But it's bleeping Halloween. If this shocks you and surprises you during the Halloween season, it's on you. You're a dumb dumb. No, no, no. <laughs> No, you're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. If the police have to respond multiple times, you belong in a mental ward. No, no. Multiple no. times. You're interrupting the police from doing what they need to do to come over to this moron's okay. house and see right. something that's so realistic that no, ki- no kid will survive this. No kid will psychologically survive this. None. None. <laughs> Uh, what's the word you use instead of the real world? I think the word is panda. You're you're being a panda. Neighbors told me cop cars were in front of my house a lot during the day. He said I was the only one. I was only home twice to receive them. They told me they thought it was cool and that they were only there because they were required to uh, because of complaints. Novik said they were in a formation at the door. And when I opened it, they asked me if it was all mine. I said, "You mean the blood and the bodies?" Yeah, that's me. Honestly, though, I think I could have used more. Novak said my plans were way worse on paper next year though 
Uh, no, I, I dispute this. No, this could, this should not happen. You know what this is? You this is a direct the... explanation of what you have been citing for years in the decline of moral and ethical integrity. No, that, that Chris. Oh my yes, it is. Kenny you're, Kenny, you're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. You Just because you live up in some Chris. haunted farmhouse someplace <laughs> with stop. deer skulls all over the place. <laughs> Chris, stop licking his boots. No, I... Let, let rookie... You know what? Not even rookie would agree with you here. No, do you know what it really is? Seriously? It's scope creep. We've talked about it before. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not enough to have a birthday party if the kid across the street has a pony. you gotta, you got to book the Rolling Stones. Gender reveal. we got to blow well, grandma away. we got to blow up. we got to start grenade. a forest fire. Yep. Or let's, let's knock off factor. grandma with a pipe yeah. bomb. This there's is scope no creep. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. You know, it's one but, thing to put out a pumpkin and, and carve it uh, uh, with oh, a, listen to you. a horror face. Back in face. my day. This guy's got uphill, waist deep snow, both ways. Blah, Plus, blah, he's got blah. a guy. He's got a guy. Get off he, my yard! He's got a guy nailed to the roof with a saber. Well, who's gonna see that and think it's real? Come on, a little kid. Yeah. I, well, that's tough. Since when do you give a rat's behind about little kids? I, well, what, I, that's I, what I happen they need. to. <laughs> I happen to. I happen to uh, care dearly about their traumas and. Uh, uh, honest to God, I wouldn't let a kid walk by this dump. Are you kidding me? You, you are such a fraud. No, oh, I'm not. You. you think I would go out of my way to go see this moron's display? I think you would. I think, and not only that, I think you'd write a column about it. Yeah, rip the with hell your, out of them with your phony posturing. <laughs> no, I'm not. This is not phony you posturing. Know, you know where you this will sell some newspapers. <laughs> Kenny, you know where I, you know where I turned on this guy though. When Joe was reading the story, do you know the exact moment where I turned on this guy? Uh, uh, read the very first sentence when he, uh, Joe, from that story again. Okay, just a minute. I put it all he in turned, the printer. And I'll say stop right, right when away. you lost me. Yep. I put it all in the printer to get more Ooh. ink out of the deal. You already did it. You just got done with the story I'm a, I, I can ago. multitask. <laughs> what uh, what sentence do you want me to read? The, just the very beginning, and I'll tell you where, I, where he lost me. Well, I didn't read the very beginning, so I'll read the very beginning and then read the paragraph well, I think you where, want. Wherever you started the story, you that's too. what I want. Have Halloween. You, have you two done this job before? Come on, man. <laughs> Halloween, the high holy day of spooky season, has a sort of spooky scale that no. runs the gamut from the casual black cat, full moon, or harmless jack-o'-lantern to no. the extremes of disembodied corpses, no. chainsaw massacre enactments, or even scarier, the thought of paying bills every month under the terror of COVID-19. That was the lead. Okay. Here's local artist Stephen Novak. Boom, finds stop. Local artist. 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 Oh, Give you're me a so break. precious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you two in your yeah. Norman Rockwell world. <laughs> Give me a break, you squares. <laughs> Come on. You are the definition of square. <laughs> oh, no, man. No, man. No, this is terrible. This is terrible. Look at this my is masterpiece. Terrible. I'm an artist. Oh, okay. GLers. Reavers. GLers. Reavers. Reavers. <laughs> yes, sir. Call it up and look at the pictures and think if you think I'm exaggerating. I, I did, and that's why I, I, I yeah, I'm with you. I, I, this GLers. is ridiculous. What's what's the email? Gljoe at uh, garagelogic.com. Garagelogic. Garage we need. You want to take a poll, this. Kenny? I bet I yeah, win the I poll. Do. I All do. right, GLers, you want to take a poll? Look up There's, this moron, Stephen Novak, Dallas Halloween, and that will get no, you to the story. No, no, Novak, N O V A K. This, like I said, June, March, February, August, sure, you've got a point. But it's the season. It's not the season for <laughs> heinous murder. 
you're such a square. Well, I want to take a poll. I'd be glad to entertain a poll. I don't even dig Halloween, and I'm, I think this is okay. Yeah, I know, because you're a nutcase. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I got news for you. I got news for you. I'm not suggesting that this guy shouldn't be able to do this. I'm suggesting I would go out of, way, uh, out of my way to make sure any kid I was involved with did not see it. Oh, yeah. You're going to protect your kid from yeah. the realities of life. You know this what you're doing? Not, this you, is know, not, you, know, you know what you're doing? You're playing into your own hands. That You protecting your kids like that is the equivalent of participation trophies. Kids need to get their knees scunned, their arms broke, and their minds and twisted. See a dead body. <laughs> yes. Oh Hell yes. There is nothing in this experience that a kid needs. Nothing. Skin knee is not is skin knee is not the same as it looks like a mob massacre in the guy's front yard. It's not that's not the same as a skin knee. Kids are playing video games that are more harsh than this. Where have you been, Grandpa? Not the kids I'm concerned about, you moron. <laughs> you know, Kenny, Kenny look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. You know what? You you can go ahead and coddle those little cake eaters all you want, Suture, but eventually they're going to have to get out into the real world and deal with life. There, This isn't what you have to deal with. I can't believe I work with a guy like this. My oh. goodness. You know, God, uh, this is terrorizing. Kenny, your viewpoint <laughs> no, on this subject, it really explains a lot, to be perfectly honest. It really what? does. What? I'm really having some second and deep thoughts here. <laughs> what? No, it just explains why you are You are encouraging up. of mayhem. Well, it's fake mayhem. This it, isn't no, real. See, this is a lady on 50th and Chowan getting the crap kicked out of her for her dumb Audi. This you're, is you're missing, phony but, and fun. No, you're missing another important point. If you look look at it through the eyes of a five year old, they don't think this is fake. This looks very realistic, very realistic. Yeah, and you haven't there. even bothered to look at it, so you, you're disqualified. You don't, don't even get to talk to about it. it. I you, don't have to. Yeah, uh, you at should it. look at it. Yeah, nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> I'm as normal as they come, Joe. Last yesterday, Are you I kidding me? A, you live in a house a with a TV. bar of soap you found in the barn that somebody made. <laughs> True. He's I got drug you there. a TV out of the shop up I to drug. the house. I drug. <laughs> I got a digital antenna rabbit ear situation set up, uh, and I sat there and watched the ball game like the rest of America from my patio furniture mm-hmm. in the dining room. <laughs> one of those uh, one of those nylon a, web chairs you got at Walgreens. <laughs> Yes, it's, it's that's as normal as it comes. Yeah, that's a long way from this guy with a complete mayhem scene in his yard. I got news for you. I guarantee you, I win the poll tomorrow. Well, we'll find out. Story. We'll find out. We'll find out. I, I, I find it hard to believe you'd win this poll. You know what they like? They say in uh, Mayberry, you're an old fuddy duddy. That's what <laughs> no, you are. No, 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 no. Here comes no. old Grandpa Fuddy Duddy. And don't think I won't. And don't think I won't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, you know what I think I'm going to do for Halloween? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to hand out chill boys to all the dads that are being Ooh. drugged through the oh. cold. Although it's supposed to be a pretty nice day on Saturday. Well, you better watch yourself there. Why? You got, you'll have people demanding them from you. You know what? That's okay. I like spreading the wealth. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I like doing. Chillboys.com, by the way. Maybe you're not going to swing by uh, the Reavers' estate. Where are you there? Where, what street are you on We're up there? We're over there on Main and Carver. 
Okay. Uh, swing by and uh, get yourself a pair. I, I probably just introduced a really, uh, really bad idea right now, but that's okay. I think you did. You've just, you've just cost yourself about a grand. <laughs> probably, but that's how much I stand behind the Chill Boys, the most comfortable underwear that you will ever own. The entire staff here in GL has made the switch, and a lot of you GLers have also made the switch, including Kevin. He sent me an email earlier this week, said, Reavers, you were exactly right. I'm glad I made my switch to Chill Boys. I am rocking the Performance Bamboo Boxers. Thank you, Kevin, very much. He said also, Julie provided exceptional customer service. I let her know that I heard about it on GL, and she rushed my order. And by the way, if you place an order over $40, yeah, guess what? That ships fast and free in the entire throughout the entire United States, I should say. Go online, chillboys.com. You can see their entire selection of Bamboo boxers, boxer briefs, really cool performance t-shirts. Also, some sweet sunglasses, by the way. Uh, place your order. Let Julie and the crew know that you heard about it right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Joe, you want to swing over maybe this weekend? I, and, uh, I'm a, I'm kind of a sunglasses aficionado. What what are they? What what are special about theirs? I wonder. Serious question. But you like the? I know what kind of glasses you like. You kind of like the aviator pilot sunglass style. Well, right? sometimes I currently do not have those. Oh, you don't? Well, no. The no. ones you were wearing the other day are kind of like. I that. have very conventional sunglasses. Right uh, now. These the ones I'm looking at right now are Square. called the hybrid Cooper. dark walnut vintage Barn glasses i'll have to go to the website and look at they them. are very cool but there are a few though that are that are sold out but uh but check it out they have a really cool selection at chillboys.com yeah i think you'd like them you mm-hmm. are and you are a sunglass aficionado mm-hmm. mm. yeah see if they fit on your square head <laughs> jeez i can't believe I can't yeah. believe I work. Hey, with kids you. in Texas, stay away from that moron's house. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee I win. No, there's not enough you. psychiatric help for you to overcome that. Kenny, here's what I want to do: you and I yeah. will we'll run to the Lake Street Fratellonis, and we'll 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 try to put together a scene just like this one, so that way you can take pictures and we can put it up on Twitter. This is the first Halloween d- d- decoration that I've ever been interested in. That doesn't sound phony and. You know, with like Joe says, with a theme problem. Yeah, this okay, guy does and not theme. have a theme problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got an Ed Gein scrapbook at home, do you? No, but I, I do own the book, and I've, I've, I do refer to it from time to time. And I, w- I would hang up Bernice Warden uh, up from my eaves if I could. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't know that. That's enough of that. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, we'll see, you. we'll see you tomorrow. I think so. <laughs> I'm the Tyler only guy Kistner you work tomorrow? with. I'm the only guy you, you work with that can make a Bernice Warden reference. Oh. you gotta, you got to pat me on the back for that. Tyler Kistner tomorrow? Tyler Kistner will be Running against Angie tomorrow. Craig. Absolutely. Yeah. He will be yeah. with us tomorrow. Uh, also, hey, don't forget to download that PodMN app if you haven't done so already. The really cool feature of PodMN is that you get notified the second that I get Garage Logic posted. It's just that easy. Also, please do us a favor and rate and review the PodMN app in your Google and Apple device. We'd love the feedback. PodMN, listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Scary Horror Scene podcast here at GL. I'm going to win that poll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>